Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Sprouting Minds with Andy and Annabelle. Amy joins us on the pod today to talk about her experience giving birth to her son. Similar to most parents, Amy and her husband had a birth plan, but alas, things take a turn and let's just say that our original plan goes down the toilet. Enjoy the episode and we hope you laugh as much as we did. Alright, so you were pregnant in 2019. And <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm wrong to me. Oh, not. 2020. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right? 2020. And then you gave birth in 2020. Yeah. Right? And it was February 2nd, maybe? February 2nd at 4.13 a.m. Wow. All right. Yeah. So can you tell us your original birth plan? My original birth plan? I mean, he was supposed to come a little bit later. That's what I was told. And I wanted to have him at the hospital. I had everything written down. No epidural, no pitocin. Doctor, like, that I wanted. Also, like, I had everything planned. And nothing went like this plan. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So what happened? <laughs> um, the day before I went in to the hospital... From like 8.30 on, I couldn't sleep. From 8.30 on, I was having contractions. So weird. It was such a weird feeling. And then, finally decided to go to the hospital. I think around 3.30. And from 3.30 to 10.30, they kept and me. And 3.30 p.m. 3.30 p.m. Like, I was going back and forth, back and forth, like, what I should do. So, 3.30, we finally went in. And then, from 3.30 to 10.30, the hospital kept me. And I went through, like, three different doctors. And not the doctor that was supposed to come see me. Like, from my own practice. So no one you knew? Yeah, no, like, nobody that came. And then the last doctor I spoke to, she sent me home at 10.30, saying, like, oh, you know, first time pregnancy, you will be, like, active labor for a week on, and you won't give birth, because you're not dilated. What hospital was it? Northwell. Yeah. <laughs> and how far away was the hospital from? 30 minutes from my house. A big commute. Yeah. 30 minutes from my house. If, even if I live, you know, closer here, right, it would still be 30 minutes to get there, but whatever. And I went home. It took me 30 minutes. I left at 10.30 with labor, dying, and death. Left, got, got to Walgreens at 11 o'clock, bought, like, um, like heating pad, and I remember I was walking through every aisle, like stopping and like getting in a squatting position and like pushing a little bit. I was so much pain from 11:30 on, like I was dying at my house. We got home at 11:30 after I bought like food, whatever I ate, everything. It was disgusting. I know, but it was like when you're an active eater. Okay. Like, I throw up. Yeah. Like, I, when I drink, I throw up. Like, when I drink, I throw up. And this time, it was like, you're in so much pain. Was yeah. it, like, back pain? Where, like, Every, everywhere. Back pain, leg pain, headache, spine, you name it, everything hurts. You can't be in any position. Whatever position you're in, everything hurts. Like, you want to keep on moving. Yeah, and it keeps feeling like you have to take crap. Yeah. Like a big dump. Huge, right? So, like a baby size dump? Huge, human size. <laughs> like human size dump. And I told her, I was like, oh, get some rest. It's going to be for a while. And the doctor said, you know, it's going to be a while, so 
when you're really, really in the And this is the day before. This is February 1st. February 1st. And then from, like, 11.30, like, 12 o'clock-ish, that's February 2nd Mm -hmm. on, from 12 o'clock to, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock, I was in and out of the bathroom, like, sitting in a hot, hot bathroom. When you're in a fever, you're sitting in a hot bathroom. Don't ever do that because you're, that's, like, letting your down there open up the gate. I didn't know that. That was the only thing that felt so good. So, going, going 3.30 on, that was it. Like, that was a complete wrap up there. I said to her, I was like, you better get effing back to the hospital. You better effing give me something. 30 minutes just, away. Yeah. Like, they're going to kill me. Like, this is, this is not okay. He's like, alright, get all your stuff. Let's go. Right, we get all our stuff, my stuff again. We're ready to go. Right in front of the door, I said, I have to go to the bathroom. Super calmly. You'll ever go to the bathroom because that means your body's going to push. I go to the bathroom. Nope. I saw my boobies plug come out and pop. You actually hear the sound. My water broke. And then I screamed at Ray for having as the baby down. He's panicking at this point. He's like, get the F in the car. Get in the car. Get your pants on. Get the F off the toilet. What are you doing? He's going crazy at me. And I'm like, call your mom. Call mom. Call 911. Everything possible. So we finally call my mother-in-law. She gets on the phone. She goes, uh-oh. Like, super calm. That's her. She goes, uh-oh. Oh, okay, call 911. Oh, no. Okay, all right. Let us know what happens. <laughs> we call 911, and I think they're trying to walk in through. And I still remember it was so cold that night. Snow on the ground. And it was, like, icy. And I think, um. When he called 911, they told him, you know, I'm going to walk with him. He's like, no, no, I need to get off the phone. My wife is having a baby. So he hung up on them. So sitting on the toilet, pushing. It was his day, but, you know, he was screaming at me. At that point, like, you were just, like, you know that feeling when you completely, like, leave out of your body and there's, like, zero control over you? Like, it's mm-hmm. just happening. Yeah. yeah that's you were just yeah, yeah. Like, everything, every inch out of me just left out of my body. Like, it was, I don't even sense but like my body went to complete control over whatever was happening so I'm there he's screaming at me in the background get off the toilet because at that point like it's crowning the baby's slowly coming out and I feel it right I get off the toilet but I fell hard on my back on the floor so he picked me up and he put me in my guest room because we have a bathroom in the guest room Put me on the mattress that was on the floor. And mind you, my whole house at that point. You know how we just moved into my house? We just had to move in. So everything was being renovated. So our floors were just done. We still had, like, the papers still there. And, like, no furniture. Like, tools all over the place. Like, towels thrown around. Like, there was a hot mess in our house. It took me 30 minutes from, I think it's, like, 4.43 on. And he was like, all right, I'm going to tell you what to do. Just listen to me. This is your husband. Push. Yeah. So this is what 911 had told him. No. Oh. Oh, he just, he he just took over. He got off. He's like, my wife is having a baby. I can't stay on the phone and hung up on them. And then he calmed down enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, he was so calm through it all. So he had my legs, like, holding on down. Like, my legs holding on like, onto my leg. He's like, push when I tell you to push. Like, push. And I didn't know this. I heard stories. You know Pretty sure you guys heard stories about like birth and when, which I've heard. Yeah, yeah. 
happens to me, and I don't know any of it. So I put and I <laughs> <laughs> he's holding out my phone. Okay, I'm gonna tell you when to push. So one, two, three, push. And he's walking around with me, and then at one point, um, the baby um had uh, it's her. The umbilical cord was wrapped around. So I said, hold on a second, hold on a second. He managed to do all of it. Baby came out, we didn't hear the crying. Started freaking out, but he was calm. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And then he did something. I think he pat him on the back. Umbilical cord still attached to my inside. Everything. Yep. And he's on the side, like oh, literally like three, four or five steps away from me from on the mattress. And he's like patting me on the back and making sure the baby crying. We open the guest door, or like guest room door, and the EMT is just like standing there and like, that's a story. <laughs> yeah, and he was calm through it all, and the first certificate had three. That's it, okay. That's what we wanted. That's the angry. So, baby was fine. Baby was fine. Well, he was supposed to. Apparently, they do some kind of testing, like right before you give birth to moms, and like they're supposed to give like, antibodies and test positive for something. So I tested positive for something, and they said before the baby comes, that they have to give me some kind of antibody shot. I didn't. They weren't able to because I had it at home. Um, like I had like a whole thing. I wrote a letter since they tried to charge me for the day before. And mind you, I went back six hours later. Yeah, they charged, they actually charged my insurance and the insurance had paid out, but they were charging me for coping and I used to pay for it. But, like, it's a battle that I would never win because there's such huge corporate that. Like, and you have. had just given birth, so. Right. And not the way that you had planned. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even care. Like, at the hospital, when you go and you're an active member, you have to do paperwork. To like do everything, yeah. Take care, give them your credit card information because they need everything. You give birth, and it's like you don't really even have time to relax. Yeah, like your life is completely wrap after you give birth. You learn to what you have like in life, like you're done. Like, <laughs> okay, love being a mom, but you're like done. So, so the EMT is there. Do they take you to the hospital? You and baby. Yep. I was like bottomless. Mm-hmm. Or watching the part of my body. So what happened once you got to the hospital? I told everyone there. All different doctors, nurses. Any of the ones that you knew? Yes. Finally. The one that sent me home. Oh, yeah. How was that? Nothing. She didn't say anything to me. Yeah, she didn't even acknowledge the fact that she sent me. She didn't say anything. But the nurse, the registered nurse that was there that I was like begging I know I'm going to have the baby. I know for a fact she, she actually came to see me. She was like, I was so sorry about what happened. She was like, oh. The nurses are phenomenal. Doctors, not so much. And so I'm actually, I left. I'm like, I'm not going to that doctor or that practice will hold on. At least the baby was good and healthy. healthy. Yeah. Family's healthy. It's a story to tell. Like, you look back. It's an experience. <laughs> it's an experience. It's an experience. Yeah. It's great. So, obviously, home birth wasn't your plan. No. Did you but ever I would do consider it, it? Like, if you have another, would you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would definitely do it. Was, it. was it something that you would consider 
prior to your birth. No. The epidural, like, shoot me up. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, my thing. Shoot me up. No pain, please. No pain, no gain. I don't believe in that. Like, just <laughs> shoot me up because I don't want any pain. But at home. And at least then it would be more or less planned as to how it would yeah. But honestly, like, people had to witness whatever you find out that you have to like, and all these times that you have with babies, like, nothing goes into that, so don't plan for it, just, you just do it. Your mom says it. Yeah, she <laughs> tells me all the time, she goes, you just shut up and do it. Yeah. That's it. Nope. I also feel like things that people don't really talk about is the cost of giving birth. Like, when you think of, like, I am nowhere near having a child, but, like, I share similar sentiments. I want all the drugs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want it to be quick and easy. I want to be out of it. I don't want to know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but that's expensive. Super. And I think that that's something that's very much glossed over when people are making their decisions and when talks about the cost. Yeah, I think most people also think there is no cost. Right. <laughs> like, like, it's all free to just pop out a baby and take a you might like the doctor that was supposed to come see me I liked him but I wasn't like such a great fan of him but he was the one that was on call for that day so it's like you could plan to you know have a doctor that you actually like but if they're not on schedule that day that you don't have that doctor so if you do have another child, I'm meeting you for the first time, so I don't know <laughs> what your plan is. Would you, if you did decide to have a home birth, would you consider having a midwife or a doula there? Or would you feel comfortable after this experience? Just, I don't know. Like, I feel like my husband was, why do you love? Why spend that money? Why did why why go through all that? Um, I mean, I definitely think if I would need to have a second one, if it's like birth, I think I should have a one kind of deal. Like that's my state. It just happens to be that we're first when we weren't able to because we just didn't plan it exactly. We weren't prepared, so that's why my husband didn't. But I wouldn't want my husband to do it because I'm like, I'm not a doctor, so I think it's safer to just have to do it. Here for sure. Well, that was about a month before the world shut down for COVID. Um, so how was that transition bringing baby home and then the world shutting down? Right. At that time, we were clueless, completely clueless. Because I remember you even came to visit me, right? We were completely clueless. Even after giving birth, taking a long clueless. And two days after, so we left on February 4th. On February 6th, I made an appointment to go see the pediatrician. And um, we had to take him to get like blood work done from Northwell Practice that was hospital. I think it was in Roslyn. Documentation and there, that's what it kind of hit us on that, on that day because we were sitting outside, like waiting for the blood work to be done in the hospital, but um, 
we actually saw patients and doctors and nurses all masks on that We're early. The only ones who sit here without any, because I think at that point the CDC it was early. Like nobody really knew exactly what was Well, that didn't even happen until like after we were in lockdown. Yeah, yeah and that was like a month later, right? Yeah, yeah. In March. So we were freaking out because we had a newborn that was just there. But like that's the only time it hit us, and then it really hit us hard when when my husband had to go back to work. So he went back to work March was April. Yeah, in March, and then. He was being told, you might have to volunteer. And this is an office job? He works for um, DOT. Okay. So he's also a city worker. They told him, I think, a week before or so, like, I told him that they're having, like, alternate schedules. So some days he would be on, and some days he would be on. the day that he was on, it was different. They may have to go help out at least on this drive body back. Yeah, so they were getting the city workers, and DOT is um, his Department of Transportation, so he was doing highway paving, and that kept miles and things like that, that's his job, but they were getting people from DOT to help out at the hospital. And how soon was that? A month after. He went, he went back March. to work in March 13th, so I guess around like maybe... I'm going to say April, because I think the first few weeks they were going back and forth cleaning the trucks. Mm-hmm. Talk about How was that for you, being at home and having to go and do those kinds of jobs and come back? I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, luckily, he wasn't actually called. He still went to work, but he wasn't called to his office to do that stuff. But, you know, I was freaking out. I was touching the office. Touch the baby because that's like okay, but I, I, he's super calm. He's always been like calm, super alpha male, like a fine, a superman, I got this, that kind of guy. So it's like, even though the world was going crazy, he was holding it down, like everything, babies, like calm, the whole thing. So I was fine because I just trusted him, even though I feel like I was scared. And we actually had like two people in the dinner who were actually treated him. Well, you did it. Yeah. He was good. He was fine. All healthy. He was fine. Everything was fine. Well, you also, you're a teacher. Yes. The only teacher, yeah. And you were on maternity leave for how long until you had to transition to remote learning? I went back in May. So you like did that last week of the last month, the month and a half of school or no? It was horrible because I didn't know what to do in terms of everyday until one. Because at that time, like, you know, the baby's so young, so I'm still, I was nursing, so, like, nursing every two to three hours, not sleeping or trying to get up tomorrow. But as far as being live with the students, it wasn't bad, because at that time, I wouldn't want to do Right. So you are just kind of winging it. Yeah, yeah. winging it. So it was, it was fine. It was, it was good. 
at that point, did you consider not going back that school year, like, without a choice? No. No. Yeah. For me, it was actually September. I was really Yeah. So, so, how was that going back to school after spending so many months at home with baby? Choice and even then it wasn't so. It was bad. Oh my kid, it was so bad because I had to pump at work, and with like kids coming in and out, and I'm not knowing what's going to happen. Right, there's no like designated place to pump. No, that's another crap. Yeah, that's you have to find. Yeah, pumping in your classroom. Um, in the beginning, I was trying to pump in one of the classrooms. Okay. And, and just for reference, all pretty much every classroom in that school, because I've been there, has um, large windows that huh. face either the playground in the back or the street. So there's no Right. No, but luckily I have this huge, you've been to my classroom, I have this huge big floor thing, the wooden floor, and so I had to like carry that around. It's like 25, 35 pounds of that, like literally dragging around to like the rooms with my pump bag, like everything. So I did that in the beginning, and then eventually from that room I got kicked out. So they put me in the music room, and it's a the music teacher is a guy too. So I had to use his room, and I remember seeing like looking to my right and seeing his computer there, and I'm like, Free. Is he in the room? No, no, no. Okay. He left, and I mean, it's you know who the music yeah, teacher. I, yeah. I wouldn't even worry about yeah. it, like you know. So, but. Like, I had no choice. I remember I put the desk like, facing the wall, yeah. and even then, there was a window there. Like, just do what you know how to do. And like, the doors don't really lock. So. There, I didn't know this. I thought there was only one door, but there's actually two doors. One of them I lock, I could lock from the inside. The other one, I had no idea that the door was there. When people bust in? Yeah, I mean, I one day when I was actually pumping, um, one of the custodians. We're trying to come in. I had to scream, "Come in here! No, 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 no! Don't come in!" Like that. That was not fun. What do you think schools can do to help mothers who are transitioning from maternity leave to coming back to work and having pump at work and be comfortable and feel safe in that environment? Also, just to a point, like we're in a very predominantly female career, so it's safe to say that there will be. every school year who are going to need to find some type of a space to pump. (laughs) It's whatever room they can find to provide that space to their classroom. Are they mandated to find you a place? You're entitled. Yeah, they have to. For most of us that, you know, in our school, they do a pump in the room. But this year, what made it super difficult was the kids were in the classroom from 8.30 on. They never left. Lunch was in the classroom. Our prep, like music, or it was in the room. So there was no one to go. So they didn't leave for special. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, there was. Really unfortunate for new mothers. I mean, also coming after a whole year of being old. Right, so there's like more than just the pumping aspect, right? right? Like, there's a lot of emotional. You, are there other things that you think the DOE could do to help mothers 
who are feeling off materially, not just like something, but just like with emotional support and mental health. Um, I think we have that, but like, it was also such a wacky year. Yeah, this year was so hard. I mean, like, I, I just feel like even though they have that resource, like we have to call them out. It's not like they come and find us to speak to us. So, like, my real, like, support that I got from work was my mom. Yeah. Right? And that was really it. I only really had her. Even for us to see each other was so hard. Because if it was a normal year where everyone had preps and lunch time, like, together, then we could have all gotten together and, like, we could have got together and spoke. But it was like we had to go find each other to speak to one another. And especially in the beginning of the year, we all weren't allowed to be within six feet of each other. So even if you saw my mom, you wouldn't even be able to get too close to her. And so you're talking about these private conversations. Wow. Yeah. Literally, I feel like us as female, this is stuff that we have to go through and like our careers and all of them together, which is freaking powerful. We are super strong, like, we keep our together, and we literally <laughs> just chuck along. Like, yeah. I, I learned that after becoming a mom, like, just, like, because now that I'm, like, really thinking back about the whole year, I really kept it together. Like, I was a hot mess, but looking back, I survived it, and I'm finally here, and everyone's out there. It's like, fine. nose to the grindstone, you just can't do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure, I can do it. That's basically what I can do. What do you think has been the most rewarding experience since you? Give me like an example. (laughs) What do you, I don't know, what maybe makes you feel the most proud as a mom? Is there a time or a moment that you can record? really got this down and I was wearing this mom's up. I nursed him like breastfed him until he was what seventeen months and how old he was fourteen. Wow. Yeah. So I mean that's not the feat. Yeah. <laughs> I would come from a place to nurse him and I've been through talk dogs to hepatitis to physical therapists doctors, therapists, everything possible. Now I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I've done it. So that's my proud moment. And I actually was teaching and I did my work. And finished the school year. Who pulled the time? Like, that's like, that's the crazy thing. How the F did I do it? Who did it? We all ask each other that question all the time. We did it, right? Isn't that crazy how we survived it? I mean, we barely survived and we yeah. didn't have a newborn at home, so. Yeah. Good on you. We all did. We all did. Well, I mean, the last thing that we'll touch on is just the fact that you are a teacher. I taught kindergarten, first, and second grade first class for the past seven years. Yeah. And how has that been? Keeping in class with children that range in elemental variations and age, how has that been 
Leading to I think to that dear heart. Like my heart is in it's just working on teachers and children. That's my thing. And I feel like that's what I was put on this to do. And for me, because I work with the little ones, like my philosophy for me teaching is you know, I'm building the stepping stone for the little ones to love coming to school and joy coming to school. And I think that's the most important part. The academics will come along. Actually, but the most important part is I'm teaching them to love them in school and to let them know that there's somebody to care about them. Especially then, children who won't have the most traditional, like, experience in them. Yeah. Like, we're, like, a constant stability that we actually get for the most part. Not all of them. But for outside of home. Yeah, you're with them Monday through Friday for a large cultural day. I mean, I love it. And, like, even, like, now, these are five children. It gets to like kids do some crazy stuff, <laughs> but it's like deep inside, you know, the things that you're perceiving is that every child is the biggest church And I feel like my perspective on it changes a little more after I come home. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us. It was It was Thank you. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.